0: Good afternoon. You're listening to The Emily Rooney Show. No, it wasn't the revolutionary Apple television set that some were hoping to see. As you'll remember shortly before his death last October, Steve Jobs hinted that Apple was working on a new kind of television that would revolutionize how we consume TV. Since then, rumors have abounded over when Apple might unveil such a product. So that may explain some of the disappointment after Apple's widely anticipated product introduction yesterday. There was no Apple television. But for the more casual Apple aficionado, CEO Tim Cook did unveil some well-received upgrades to the company's existing product line. Here to sort through all of that is our high-tech wonder, Hiawatha Bray of the Boston Globe. Welcome, Hiawatha. Hi. Glad to be here. So did the announcement deliver or disappoint. They were this big wind-up to it, I, and I thought it was going to be some really cool new thing, and it wasn't. Well, I just get a little confused by the hype that surrounds everything Apple does.
1: They don't have to announce something revolutionary every time they're open their mouths. No, but they've they've gotten us to the point where we anticipate and expect that. Right. Well, that's that's possibly true, but they don't always. I mean, look at, wait a minute, the iPad 3 that they announced, ultimately, that was not a revolutionary device either, and that didn't stop people. You know, remember how everybody reacted? Oh, is that all it is? Yeah. Who cares? And then they just marched out by legions and bought millions of I'm- them. Count I mean, me consumers <laughs> have the good sense to understand that it's still a great product. Yeah. Now, whether that's going to happen in the case of, you know, the new laptops that they announced, that I'm not so sure about. Because in the laptop market, Apple continues to do what it used to be famous for doing, having very high-priced premium products. Interestingly enough, with phones and with tablets, they went in the other direction. And their stuff is very competitive with anybody else out there. But when it comes to laptops, they charge Cadillac prices. And I don't see the as necessarily being explosively successful, although they are. The, the Apple is selling a lot of Macs, so they're not doing badly at all.
0: So, what was this new Mac? The, what is the new MacBook? Well, the
1: major changes that they did were, uh, for example, in the MacBook Air, which is the basic entry level one, as if you could call it that. Um, with those, basically, uh, they have uh, made them, you know, they're, they're, they're sleeker and they've got uh, uh, HDMI and they've added a few features to those. But the bigger change was in what they call the MacBook Pro, which is their premium quality laptop, which they've now made much thinner, much sleeker. Those have actually been almost fat by Apple standards. Mm. They're going to be a lot slimmer because one of the things they've done... Is they're going whole hog with getting away with mechanical drives? They're getting away from mechanical drives. Not only will there not be a CD or DVD drive, there won't be a hard drive either. Everything's going flash, which they already did with the MacBook Air. You know what I mean
0: by flash? So what's the difference between the yeah I do? What's the difference between the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro then? Well, the MacBook Pro
1: traditionally has had more powerful processors, larger storage capacity, bigger screens, and of course hard drives. Well, yeah, that's where the larger storage comes from, and they're still. Doing premium stuff in terms of the screen because they're taking the so-called Retina display, the very high-resolution display that they have on the iPhone 4S and the on the uh, on the iPad, and now that's going to appear on the okay. MacBook Pro, but not on the MacBook Air. Ne- and that's a very very sharp. Display. If everything
0: is flash. Isn't that going to encumber it, in, in a sense, too? You always have to have one of these little drives with you? I mean, or do you have well, to... I, I,
1: oh, wait a minute. We I mean, might be talking about two different things. Yeah. Flash meaning simply that they are... Instead of using a hard drive inside the uh, yeah. laptop, there is a bank of chips oh, that I replace see. the mechanical drive. It works the same as a hard drive, only it's not a hard drive. It's chips. And that means they use less power, okay. and they are much less fragile, because hard drives are about the most fragile thing on a computer. They break down all the time. Flash memory, much more robust, much more reliable, but also much more expensive. Yeah,
0: what are these things going for?
1: Uh, Oh, good grief. The MacBook Pro is going to be going for like $2,000. I forget, they have a price range, but it's in the high teens up into the uh, $2,000 range. Very elite price on these things. The other thing, of course, they announced was that... Well, they also announced that uh, the iOS 6 is going to be coming out, and that, of course, is the operating system for the mobile devices like the iPad and the iPhone, and they announced a bunch of enhancements to that, including what we're, we understand is to be much tighter Facebook integration so that you will be able to use Facebook without the, you know, the sort of a clunky app feel that we already have. Facebook is famous because the apps really don't feel like they're well integrated with mobile devices. Apple is going to embed more of that right into the operating system, making it easier to work with Facebook. They're supposed to be bringing Siri to the iPad, of course, the, the software that lets you talk to your uh, Mac or your your iPad or iPhone and uh for example you know set appointments and get the weather things like that now, I haven't, you know, I I basically was watching this from afar, so I have yet to have a chance to try iOS 6. We want to find out if it does much more than the early version of Siri. Because after the parlor trick sort of fun of Siri wore off, a lot of people looked at it and said, you know, it really isn't that big a deal. It doesn't really do that much. Now they're talking about being able to have it do much more sophisticated things like saying, you know, what was the score of the Red Sox game? And it'll be yeah, able yeah. to immediately give you the Red Can Sox score. Can you get
0: score. that um, integrated into an old uh iPad or you'd have to buy the new one uh,
1: I'm not sure about that. I think it's going to work on certainly at least the iPad 3 because this is a software upgrade, yes, right, remember. Right. So I don't know how far backward compatible it's supposed to be. I, I, I need to check that. I, I, I'm i not sure whether it'll work on, for example, a first generation iPad and it's certainly not going to work on the, like the iPhone 3G or any of the older iPhones. So it's not going to go all the way back.
0: Oh, somebody's putting me uh, as I said, it's, it will work with the iPad 2 and 3, not the original. Not the original iPad. Right. I figured so,
1: that because they, the process on those is just not as advanced. So We're all limits.
0: curious about this abandoning of the Google Maps. They're so getting into ah, their own yes. map. Explain how that's going to work. Total geography war here. This is just I a subject. I love that. There was a, way, a lot of room for improvement, I think, on the Google Maps. If oh, me. well, there's plenty of room for improvement in all
1: these, but I love you're, you're bringing this up because this is just demonstrating how location has become one of the most fiercely competitive aspects of modern technology right now. Google is starting to charge people extra for embedding their mapping data in their products, and companies all over the world are looking for ways to get away from using Google. Like, for example, there's this thing they started in Britain called OpenStreetMap. It's like an open source mapping project where individual people map their neighborhoods and they use it to build a map, and that's starting to be used. Companies like MapQuest are moving to that because they don't want to use other companies that are charging for it. In the case of Apple, they're building their own they actually have enough money. They went out and bought three companies that do mapping, and they f- they're they flying airplanes over the United States and shooting their own aerial photographs, and they're also working with TomTom, which uh, has offices around here, by the way. And they're leasing some of their mapping data from TomTom. But the point is, nobody wants to be locked into Google. Google has done such a, a great job of making mapping part of our way of life. People are just terrified of being absolutely locked into the Google uh, plex, And Apple doesn't want to be in that boat, especially with their huge hostility over you know, between Apple and Google. Steve Jobs, to his dying day, believed that Google basically stole a lot of the ideas in Android. And so it's like total war between these guys. And they don't want to use anything Google if they can help it. And mapping is a great example.
0: So will it be just... An app? I mean, how, how will the mapping feature work? Well, basically,
1: they're just gonna. it's going to work much like uh, if you're currently using a Google map, yeah. although there are going to be additional features. For example... So I would miss- type in Apple map as opposed to Google map? You or? wouldn't have to type in anything. It would just be an app. Okay, your, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. There's already an app on your Apple devices that say Maps. Yeah. The difference is now the maps are going to be coming from Apple mm-hmm. instead of coming from Google. Got it, got it. And in addition... Uh, they're going to follow Google's lead in terms of free turn-by-turn navigation. They're bringing that to the iPhone so that you're just sitting in your car. You know, if you have an Android phone right now, you don't have to pay a dime or anything. You just whip it out. You press navigation, and a voice comes and tells you which turns to make. You can't do that on the iPhone. You will. They're bringing that in. It's going to be free, built into the
0: iPhone. I've, I've seen that on an iPhone, though.
1: Well, no, you can get apps to oh, do it, it, but they're yeah. not free and they're not built in. Yeah, they they make apps that do that, Sure.
0: So here's a question that's coming from Jeff Keating, because I don't really know what it means. But he says, new iOS and OSX, better integration? Better well, I don't in- know.
1: I haven't used them yet. That, that, that's part of what people are, are <laughs> curious about. Of course, X the operating system for the desktop, the new version of that called Mountain Lion, is going to be coming out. And, of course, they've taken a lot of the app learning that they've gotten out of the phone and the tablet, and they're building that into the way uh, Mountain Lion works with things like the App Store for desktop computers, where that's how the the software is going to be acquired. You basically download apps onto your uh, computer the way you download them onto the tablet. But how further integrated it's going to be, I I, I really wouldn't want to say at this point. I need to really try all that. And of course, by the way, this same issue is going to come up later in the year with Windows 8, because Microsoft is moving in exactly the same direction. All right, so what's going on with, with Microsoft Windows well, 8? Well, yeah, with Windows 8. Well, of course, we have Windows 8 and how we integrated it's going to be with Windows Phone 7. <laughs> and of course, there's the upcoming version of Windows Phone 7. I don't know if it's really called Windows Phone 8. And Apple is going to be making its big, excuse me, Microsoft is going to be making its big bid to integrate the tablet, the phone, and the desktop computer. And I got to say, a lot of skepticism is floating around because of the interface, the famous Metro interface with all those tiles on the screen. Most people who use Windows products are not using tablets, and if you look at the interface for Windows 8, it's really confusing for somebody who's just sitting at a desktop or laptop computer,
0: and you sit there going... I was going to say, you've tried it, so you didn't really like it.
1: Well, I liked some aspects of it, and as you probably know they they copied a lot of what they're doing from Windows Phone, and I love Windows Phone. I think it's marvelous. But you take that same thing and you put it on a laptop or a desktop computer? No, it's confusing. It, mm. it doesn't really make a lot of sense. One possibility is that we might end up controlling our computers with hand gestures, like with the Kinect game machine. There are companies out there, I talked to one recently called Point Grab, that are making software so that you would stand in front of your computer, and when you're not Touching the keyboard, you would wave your hand, at the camera inside the computer, the webcam, you could use that to control the tiles on the screen. Who knows? Maybe that'll work. Hmm. But I'm skeptical of that. I think if you're going to have a desktop computer, you should stick to pretty much the same standard graphic model that people have because they're used to it, and I don't see that this is much of an improvement. So is this kind of do or die for... Microsoft, you think? I don't know about Windows 8. I mean, do or die. If anything, the more do or die thing, you know, in a few months, they're going to be releasing Office 15. And they make most of their money these days from Office products. That might be even more important to them than that. And that one, I think they're pretty safe. It's going to be a pretty successful product. Windows Phone is the one that I'm really watching. Everybody keeps predicting that it's just a matter of time before it takes off. And it ought to take off, because it's a really fine product. But so far, people are just... It's starting to gain a little traction. It's recently had an uptick in sales, but it's just not anywhere near developed the kind of critical mass that it needs, and they have to they absolutely have to become a presence in mobile. Everybody sees this happening. The desktop is not going away, but it's no longer the center of the universe. And if you don't have a powerful mobile software presence, you're just going to be left behind because that's where all the innovation is happening now. All the creative stuff is being de- designed for mobile and for tablets. And so they've got to they've got to figure this out.
0: Where do you get a, a Windows phone
1: anyway? Oh, anywhere. They're they're everywhere. I mean, you can easily buy them. I mean, oh, oh yeah, you want to get one? Sign up, get admitted to Seton Hall University. I just read this. I don't know how how Microsoft worked it, but it's a new deal. Incoming freshmen at Seton Hall University will be issued Nokia phones with Windows Phone 7 on them.
0: Really? Don't part, ask of part me why. of the
1: tuition. The... Yeah. Oh, of course it's embedded in yeah. the tuition. You know that. My niece went to Seton Hall. It's too late
0: for her. Yeah, but... they're giving them away because nobody's buying them.
1: But not too late. Well, there there people are buying them. They are selling. They're just not selling at anything like the rate. If they had done it with Harvard,
0: maybe it would have gotten.
1: Yeah, but if <laughs> no those were on phones, we got to quickly talk about what Verizon is doing because yeah. everybody's up in arms about that. The, what do they call it? Share, Share everything. Everywhere. Share everything. Share everything. That's it. The new rate plan from Verizon, where basically you buy a bundle of minutes for your entire family as opposed to buying a bundle of minutes for yourself. It might be a good deal for people who have lots of family members using a bunch of phones, but if you are just one or two people, it sure sounds like a significant increase So this is not optional. This is whatever they're going to do here. This is what you're going to do. You pay $50 a month if you have a a smartphone. That's just to have a smartphone. And then you pay between $50 and $100 a month for a bundle of of data. By the way, whichever you pay... Does it include cable? (laughs) No, it ought to at those prices. But you get unlimited voice and text in all the plans. And this really shows how the center of the universe has shifted. Voice is just, I was at one of these phones, you know, the central offices, and they showed us all the racks of equipment. And they had these two little racks. They said, this is all the equipment we use for handling our phone calls. And then they showed us a room full of equipment. They said, this is all the data. This is all the people using video. This is all the people using the web. That's where the action is. So Verizon is saying, you pay us $100 a month. You can talk as much as you want. But we are going to limit how much data you get. And for more data, you have to pay more. And if you just are one person using the phone, it looks like the Verizon plan might not be a very good deal for you. If you have a house full of people, it might economically make sense. But it's going to cause a lot of controversy. And a lot of people think this is the way the whole industry is going to go. You know, in some ways, it has a certain appeal. The idea that you buy a bunch of minutes or a bunch of data, and then everyone in the house can use that same pot but in other ways it's it's going to be an issue it's going to be a problem
0: so did, can you set the market for how many minutes, you know, how much data you you to know, buy. I mean, well, yeah, that's or, where the
1: price variation comes in. It's fifty, and I forget it goes up to like a hundred bucks. But nobody gets unlimited. That's very important that's to what notice I'm getting under this plan. Nobody's getting unlimited. On the other other hand, you have the new thing with the iPhone now going to be available from companies like Virgin Mobile, where you don't have a contract. You go in and you buy the phone outright for like. or $650, and then you pay uh, between $30 and $50 a month for service. And under certain conditions, you will end up actually saving a substantial amount of money over a two-year period if you do it that way. So
0: you get unlimited data, unlimited voice. No, you don't get unlimited
1: voice, but you do get unlimited data under their plan, but with a major catch. They throttle. Do you know what I mean by throttling? Uh, you get 2.5 gigabytes of data at 3G speed. If you hit that limit, they start to slow it down. You can get as much data as you want, but it starts to come through in a crawl. And it is 3G. That's the other thing. This is not 4G because, of course, we're talking about iPhones here. They don't even have 4G. But, um, yeah, the thing is that now you'll be able to go out, buy an iPhone, and then just get pay by the month for whatever service you want. And that's a, a new thing, but given the high price, I'm not sure how many consumers are going to rush out to embrace that. But it's changing the whole way we do phones in this country, and the contract is just going to be one more option among many.
0: So, what is going on with Rim, makers of BlackBerry? I mean, I mean people uh, let's are still, see. Some dinosaurs in this building are still carrying them Disaster?
1: around. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I just don't know. It's pretty clear now. They are basically saying we're up. We're, we're basically putting ourselves open to the idea of being uh, marketed, being sold. It's, their market share has collapsed. People are sick of waiting. It, the wait's over, basically. They were supposed to be bringing out this new, improved operating system that was just going to turn everything around. They put it off too long, and it's reached the nobody cares point. We can now get so much of what we want through Android and Apple devices that nobody really sees the point in waiting for, for BlackBerry anymore. They were incredibly arrogant. They believed that their stronghold in corporate America and government would protect them. And Has that a,
0: changed now to corporate America and everybody else is just of course.
1: abandoning the BlackBerry? Absolutely, because the, the higher quality security features that they like to brag about are now, that kind of robust security is now built into the iPhone, it's being built into Android devices. There is just no reason why you have to prefer the BlackBerry, except, I'm sorry, i got to admit, I still love that keyboard. The yeah. BlackBerry keyboard is still the best everybody way does. to yeah. enter data on a phone I've ever seen but it's the only real advantage they have and it's it's just gone and these brilliant engineers and they are brilliant
0: engineers just completely missed it what about what's going on with the facebook flop are you surprised by this No. I mean, in terms of the
1: stock, no. I mean, I just don't understand why anybody was shocked by this. And it wasn't just me. I'm not claiming to be Nostradamus here. Lots of experts were saying, this is not a $100 billion company. There is no way this is a $100 billion company. They have supposedly 900 million people who've signed up for it, but they're not making much money off of any of them. And nobody in his right mind should have been shocked by the the price falling. You know, it's more interesting to see what's going on with the, the chairman of NASDAQ being out of touch while his market is melting down all over the place but uh, Facebook I think Facebook's going to do fine it's not like Facebook as a company is is facing a huge crisis I think the problem was that there was this overhyping of the company's financial prospects and now things have come back down to
0: earth and uh, let that be a lesson probably a good time who, to buy now you know, expect, <laughs> yeah, not yet I think they're going to go lower <laughs> I don't know what they're about today. Yep. All right. Hi, Bray from the Boston Globe. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you. All right. Up next, summer means vacations, and vacations with friends and family can be tricky. Our social etiquette expert is here to take your calls. What are your vacation dilemmas as house guest or host? You're listening to The Emily Rooney Show from 89.7 WGBH, Boston Public Radio.
2: WGBH programs exist because of you and New England Conservatory and Northeastern University presenting Boston Guitar Fest, Back to Bach, June 20th through 24th with Elliot Fisk, Oscar Gilia, the Amadeus Guitar Duo and more. BostonGuitarFest.org And History of Science, discover how scientists have explored the human body to better understand our own existence. Don't miss What is the Secret of Life on History of Science, Wednesday night at 10 on WGBH 2. And the members of the WGBH Sustainer Program, whose gifts of $5, $10, or $20 a month make up the most reliable income for the programs you love on 89.7. Learn more about sustaining membership at WGBH.org.
3: Kristen Iverson grew up in the 1960s in Colorado near the Rocky Flats Nuclear Weapons Factory, playing in fields and swimming in streams that it now appears were contaminated with plutonium. On the next Fresh Air, Iverson talks about her new book, Full Body Burden, Growing Up in the Nuclear Shadow of Rocky Flats. Join us.
2: This afternoon at 2, here on 89.7
1: WGBH.
2: The WGBH June community campaign is over. Yahoo! And you are responsible
4: for all of its success.
1: For other ways to support your community through WGBH,
5: visit wgbh.org slash volunteer. And thanks.
1: On the next Callie Crossley Show, Boston Air Check. Now that WFNX has been bought by Clear Channel, what stations and voices remain untouched by this media giant? Today at 1 on WGBH.
0: You're listening to The Emily Rooney Show. Are you planning a summer vacation? Are friends involved? How about relatives? If that's the case and you've probably already started wondering how to split the costs, share personal space, and keep the peace, Robin Abrams is here to help you navigate. She's misconduct, a columnist at the Boston Globe, and a social etiquette blogger on Boston.com. We are taking your calls today. What are your dilemmas as house guest or host? Our phone number is 877 301 8970-877-301-8970. 8970 877 301 8970. Welcome, Robin. And this is a rich vein to mine. What <laughs> should we just say? Right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
6: I'm going back to a couple of hometowns of mine this summer and I'm I'm realizing, you know, anything I say on the air probably can and will be used against me by the friends that I'm asking. All right. So if here's they'll one. Put me up and, and this so happens forth.
0: to a lot of people. Your your friends have a rental. They've taken a rental for a mm-hmm. month or something like that. They invite people down, you mm-hmm. know maybe for a weekend, but maybe for a week. Mm-hmm. now, a week is a lot different than a weekend. Yeah. Do you offer to share the cost of the rental, or you just say well i was i'm the guest what do you What do you do about that
6: with something like that when it's a when it's a rental it's really on the host to let people know if they're expecting that. I would say if somebody simply asks you then yeah, just take them up on it, pay, you know, treat them like a regular host. But if they are hoping that people will come and help chip in with the expenses, they need to let... So it's up
0: to the host. In yeah, case.
6: hosts really need to take charge. And it's interesting to me because I get yeah. so many columns and questions about this, that, and the other thing, and people worry. But when you look at this couch surfing trend, it's huge. I mean, there's a huge, uh, you know, there's this internet thing and... <laughs> And I don't know what that
0: means. Couch surfing?
6: Yeah, couch surfing, <laughs> which is it's it's uh, an internet site, and people can sign up oh, to oh. volunteer. And you know, you sort of take in strangers. So somebody's in town, their kids visiting Harvard, they need a place to stay. I sign up. I say, oh yeah, you can stay on our couch or whatever. People love this, and I think the reason people find that oddly easier to work with than friends and family is because since you know it's going to be strangers, you have to be completely upfront about I provide this much food you're going to be sleeping in this kind of accommodations here's the rules you know do you want to do this or not when and do they charge them no 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 it's you sign up and then I you see. know if you go to their town you know mm. you're sort of all in this network and pay it forward and all of that but i think with friends there's a certain assumption of oh we're simpatico we're on the same yeah. page things will work out and then when it doesn't it feels as though something's gone wrong in the well, relationship
0: you know, I mean, I've got a great situations because we have the same friends every year, and they get the situation. But yeah. you know, food becomes a big issue because if you're the host, that doesn't mean you should be supplying all the ingredients and the costs, and you know, assuming the burden of mm-hmm. all the costs of all the meals. Right. I mean, if you go out and the guests pay, that's fine. But right. it can be this never-ending grind of breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, beer, right, and want, you real and you, you can't
6: know. and you absolutely can't put yourself in the position of being the you know the, the mm. servant. I, I don't watch Downton Abbey, but I'm sure there's somebody who's in charge of making sure all the guests are comfortable. You don't have to be that person. Um, and again, this comes back to sort of taking charge. Put the food where it can be seen. Tell people, you know, breakfast, you're on your own. This is what we're going to do for lunch and so forth. But let let your guests take initiative. Guests also, they don't want to have to ask every no, time they need to use the shower. Right, right. They want to know, you what know, the rules is there a deli down the street where I can mm. run and get bagels? Can I make my own pot of coffee right. if I'm the first one to get up in the morning? So show them that, you know, sort of let them be as free as possible.
0: Right. All right. We're taking your calls today. House guest or host, what are your issues, dilemmas? Nightmares, dreams. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking your calls at 877-301-8970, 877-301-8970. And we have Jerry from New Bedford. Welcome to the Emily Rooney Show, and we're talking to Robin Abrams.
4: Hi. Um, I, in August, a
7: friends of ours have invited us to go along with them to Las Vegas to their timeshare and we spend a lot of time and i don't have any problem of how the food is going to work but how do we say thank you how do we you know maybe reciprocate while we're there or when we come back how how will we thank them
0: how long is it for
6: a whole week 7 days in las vegas in august <laughs> oh boy oh, pay their you pay their air conditioning bill for the week my gosh <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just sounds—that I, I, sounds horrible to me. I'm sure it'll be lovely. Uh, take them out, to, you know. Take them out to dinner for a night when you're there. I tend to be a fan. It's usually the notion that you bring the host or hostess gift with you. I tend to be a fan actually of sending people something afterward or buying them something while you're there, yeah. because that way you've seen their place, you have a sense of what they need, where they're favorite shops are and yeah, that I kind that of too. thing. So you know that's always an option. And then send them a nice letter okay. afterward. All right. Absolutely. A timeshare right. is tough though because
0: they don't really own the place. Either, right. So. No,
6: they don't own it. Um, they
7: we spend a lot of time in our city together. Mm-hmm. And I I was just wondering if maybe we should do something when we come back, yeah. you know, take them out to eat here also. Because we do plan on going to a restaurant and paying, yeah. at, you know, at least one time. Yeah. You know, because they keep saying, oh, don't worry about anything. And I do. I don't want to be
6: thought of as Well That's something- good. Oh, You're course, a good yeah. guest, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> All right, have a good time. Let us know what the
0: temperature was. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Bye-bye.
6: I will say, let me just say, Yes, when your host says you don't have to pay for anything or you don't have to take us out, don't believe them.
0: No, don't Don't believe believe them.
6: However, Emily, if your host says, don't help me in the kitchen... Believe them. Believe them. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Do not go into people's kitchens if if you've been told to stay out. Well,
0: we're always you know fighting if we we call it getting roonied. You know somebody else comes on, <laughs> <and laughs> you've starts, been roonied. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> starts cooking or adding to what you've already made. Oh yes. All right. Talking to Robin Abrams, who so we're taking your uh, calls today about all things summer vacation dilemmas. About uh, you know should about you know when you get a rental house should friends. You know, pay for it? What do you do about leaving money for the cleaners if you're using uh, somebody else's place just for a weekend? What do you do about pets? All kinds of things that have to do with etiquette when um, traveling or vacationing. We're taking your calls at 877-301-8970 and we've got Lisa from Milton on the phone.
3: Hi, Emily. I love your show. Thank you. Um, uh, Being brought up with my parents, um, we'd always have guests in and then when we would go and visit you You bring food with you 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 offer to to um cook a meal or bring, provide um how many days you're going to be there bring the food for everybody and that um towels and everything else bring bring things along so that it um it makes you feel welcome um I think that's really important my parents uh, always taught us you never go anywhere without bringing something along. As the, the... Hi.
0: Go ahead. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're talking to somebody else at the same time. <laughs> Go uh, ahead. Well, we're, we're listening to you.
3: Oh, all right.
0: So, oh, turn your radio down. Turn your radio down. I don't down. have it on. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're getting feedback or something.
3: Well, my... my. Also, if you got the pets, leave them at home unless you can actually... Um, if they're pet-happy.
0: All And right.
3: then bring a...
0: Good advice. Somebody's <laughs> at your at least I think somebody's at your door.
3: what I'm going to go, go, with so that well, go yeah. do it.
0: You know one one dilemma that mm-hmm. I've noticed over the years. Mm-hmm. There's invariably one person in a group that they're, they're either a single person or they come as a friend of a of a friend. Mm-hmm. They don't contribute anything. They don't offer to pay. They, you know they're they're there for all the meals. They're there mm-hmm. for all the dinners, and it's like they're just there. I mm-hmm. mean. You know, it, 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 to the point where then it starts to be really obvious, and people are noticing that, hey, so and so didn't chip in. And, you know, mm-hmm. what do you do about that? Um,
6: again, if you're the host, if you're the organizer, you take charge, you assign responsibilities, and it can be. You know, okay, everybody's going to take turns going out and getting the bagels for breakfast. And Susie, this is your morning. Yeah. You know, you do it tomorrow or what have you. Yeah, so
0: Susie ends up spending, you know, $15.80 and everybody else has spent, you know, hundreds of dollars on the rest of the th- you know, it's, That's <laughs> what I'm getting at. There's always one person yeah, Well, like along was... for the ride. Yeah.
6: Well, you don't invite them next time. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> Good answer. All right, we're taking your calls today. Robin Abrams is... We're talking about all things vacation-related. 877-301-8970. 877-301-8970. We've got Joanna from Providence on the line.
4: Hi, are you there? Yep. Yes. Hi, um, I have a. I have a, a question. Um, I am a student up here in Providence, and I traveled back to Philadelphia about once every two months for a dentist appointment and i have been staying with a friend who's graciously let me stay in her extra bedroom and i've just been kind of buying them like breakfast items um as a thank you in the morning and i kind of it's been going on for like i must stay there six times so i was wondering like what is the proper thing to do if there's a way that i could graciously thank them and what your ideas are
6: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I will this be ending at some point?
4: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm sort
6: of dentally yeah. concerned about yeah. you at the moment.
4: <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. No, will, will this... of, but it should be over in the next three
6: months. Okay. okay. So I would say when it's over, take him, you know, either take him out for a celebratory dinner for the two of you. Or send him, you know, a, a picture of your extract, an x-ray of your extracted tooth in a nice silver frame or something like that. But something to sort of say, thank you for this. It's it's over now. And I really appreciate that you're oh. having made a difficult time in my life easier.
0: You're right. All right.
6: Yeah. And right. I, I think that'll take Thanks, care of Thanks, Joanna.
0: It. You know, Thank we're, we're kind of curious out there if anybody's had a real horror story with uh, house guests or house swapping. That's That used to be big. I don't know if it's still big anymore. But if anybody out there has had kind of a nightmare <clears throat> oh, with vacation good. guests yes. or yourselves. I've had nightmares when I was the guest. <laughs> That's really <laughs> you've, uncomfortable. You've been, no way out. You've been No the, oh. way out. <laughs> Call us, 877-301-8970, 877 877-301- 301 8970. Um, we've got uh, Veronique from Mystic, Connecticut. Wow. Welcome. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Thank you for taking my call. I've got an intricate question. Um, it's actually a debate between my husband and I. We're going to be put up for the night, uh, the night before we fly out of Boston. We're going to be put up by friends of ours. And my question is, um, the next morning, what do I do with the bed and the linens that I've been using just for that one night? Do I undo, because my instinct is I undo the bed, I fold them, put them on the floor, meaning they've been used. Uh, I'm not going to do the wash myself because I'm running to catch my flight. Uh, same thing with the bath towels. Or do I just leave everything as is, like my husband would do, and not try to clean them behind myself? And I'll take my the the, the answer off the
6: air. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Okay. Usually it's best to ask, ask. the host. Yeah. Exactly, because they may they may have their own preferences. Yeah. So ask, and if you somehow forget to ask, as you may well do in the throes of preparing for a trip, just do as you had planned. Yeah, that's, I usually ask, fine. what do you want me to yeah. do with the sheets? That's mm-hmm. a normal
0: question. It is. Because sometimes people have... You know, housekeepers would come in and do it all, and a lot. Of, but a lot of people do it all themselves, mm-hmm. so they appreciate you taking the sheets off and folding right. them and getting right. them ready for you know. Or sometimes they'll even give you an extra sheet set and you can remake the bed. Wow, <laughs> well, I've <laughs> done that to come to a couple. Yeah, sure. You take That's, them off and put these I, on. I, you
6: know, I've never, I've never felt comfortable doing. It. Oh sure. Yeah, why not? If you look close enough. I know, I know. It's not a huge deal, but for yeah. some reason, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I think I've done that. You never have to remake your own bed at my place. Oh, I come <laughs> to your place. You have to make your own coffee. <laughs>
0: i talking Robin Abrams, our social etiquette guru, who writes the misconduct column and blog for the Boston Globe, and we're taking your calls today 877-301-8970, 877-301-8970. And we've got Kathy from Winchester. Welcome, Kathy.
4: Hi. Hi, Emily. Um, I was going to tell my horror story. Oh, good. <gasps> yeah. Yes, and it is a horror story. Uh, we had a beach house, and we would have the same family come down, every Saturday and Sunday. And it got to the point we didn't invite them. They would just show up. (laughs) And when they would come, they would never bring food. They would never bring drink. They would never bring anything, and they would not contribute at all. And it got to the point where they started to bring their extended family as well. What? Oh, it was was horrifying. You guys are
0: pushovers. Yeah. No,
4: exactly. And I said, and I kept saying, you know, we cannot. Tell them not to come because I feel as though it would just be rude. But at the end, we just we sold we sold the house, but we were we were done with it.
0: Wow! Oh, man. They came every weekend. Oh my goodness!
6: Every weekend. I hate to say this, but I think the psychological term for your condition is called being a doormat. Yeah. <laughs> you really, you really let these people walk all over you. It was
4: horrible.
6: Oh, well, you horrible.
0: get at least you're you're owning up to it. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's like two confessions here. Wow, that that is horrible. All right, Kathy, thanks. <laughs> okay. I, I I've seen these uh, these things happen before, though. It it can, it can also happen in in circumstances where you're either renting a house together or you own a house together, and mm-hmm. somebody ends up doing everything, and the mm-hmm. other people are just along for the ride. They show mm-hmm. up every weekend, and it's fully stocked and mm-hmm. you know ready to go, and it's like but wow, what know, a miracle.
6: A real problem with that, though, and I. As one of those people that tends to be hyper responsible, I'm always very aware a lot of times we serve as the gatekeeper. We simply do things and then we feel taken advantage of because other people don't step up. I mean, I just repainted our kitchen and, you know, two days after I finished it, my husband spilled a whole pot of coffee all over everything and Splattered. I got and I got furious and then I suddenly realized I don't have to clean it up. He's right here. You know, I can just walk away and let him clean up his own mess. I don't have did to. He? Yeah, he did. Of course did. It he did it splatter on your new paint? Of course. <laughs> yeah, it did. But, you know, he cleaned it up. But it's like suddenly I felt – it's like I got angry because I yeah. felt like, oh, my gosh, I have to – and I leapt to it. But it was something I was putting on myself.
0: That's funny. My, and s- I think my sister's husband times... gets mad even if he wasn't there and he discovers later that, like, one of us d- spilled the coffee and the grounds went everywhere. Oh, my sister always says – don't tell yeah. Leo. Yeah. And I said, well, why not? He, he had nothing to do with it. Sure. Wow, he'll be furious because I spilled the coffee. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a call. i be glad you're great. not married to Leo. No, <laughs> I know. He's a good guy, though. All right, we've got Amy from the North Shore.
4: Hi, Emily. Hey, um, Amy. I'm very fortunate and then I've got a few friends down on the tape, and uh, we'll often go down and visit. And, of course, they'll always say, no, 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 we don't, don't, don't bring anything, and you don't need to give us kicks And, of course, it's, it's a... As a guest, you feel guilty. Um, so one of the things that I do, uh, if it's a first-time or second-time stay, is I will leave, when I depart, um, I will leave a note card of thanks, along with a $100 bill to go towards the cleaning service. Mm.
3: Because
4: no one wants to clean up after my kids, or sometimes they'll say bring the dog, and I know they have a cleaner, and at least it's my way yep. that's great. of cleaning up a dirty bathroom, which I don't want to clean either, mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> And I, and I do that and it's always appreciated. Um, someone did that for us. We were renting a ski house up in, up north and uh, it was it was great, it was very appreciated. Yeah. But um, that... it's none of that awkwardness of handing over money, it's just a very you know, nice thank you note with the money in it. So right. use it. That's a good one. The other quick thing the other quick thank you for uh, the friends of ours on the case who just have everything and don't need a thing and they're very generous and sweet and last for Memorial Day brought down a beautiful selection of very special olive oils, and balsamic vinegar, things that were kind of expensive, They're something you would never treat yourself to. Mm, that's a good um, one. It was a great supply for them for the summer for their salads and, and grilling. So I just wanted to share that as well. All right, good
6: one, Amy. A big, you know, with summer, a nice thing to think about for gifts is farmers market produce. I mean, there's wonderful road stand things. Yep. And I'm a big fan of, of Penzi's spices hmm. also as gifts. A friend of ours gave us for Christmas a little thing of. Four different spice mixes, and they're absolutely wonderful. Right. And it's just a nice change of pace from the ubiquitous candles
0: and wine and all that. <laughs> all right, we're taking your calls today. 877 301 8970. All things vacation related, anything to do with house guests, vacations, traveling. We want to hear your stories, nightmares, and otherwise. Give us a call, 877 301 8970. You're listening to the Emily Rooney Show from 89.7 WGBH, Boston Public Radio. I
2: This program is made possible thanks to you and the Joan and James Vernon Cancer Center at Newton-Wellesley Hospital, striving to provide patients with expert cancer care, innovative services, and treatment options. Information at nwh.org cancer. And Samet's Blackstone.
5: I think there's always been a connection between what WGBH brand stands for
2: and what Samet's Blackstone stands for. Roger Samet's president.
6: We're both
5: about thoughtfulness an in-depth look at communication and about building relationships. And like all sort of brand associations, if the values match, there's a certain sort of halo effect that's of benefit.
2: To learn more, visit wgbh.org slash sponsorship.
7: I'm Callie Crossley. On the next Callie Crossley Show, Boston's Airwaves. With Clear Channel taking over WFNX, we're
1: doing an air check, looking at what unique shows, stations, and voices still live on Boston's airwaves. How do they persist in spite of the homogenization of radio stations across the country? That and more today at 1 on 89.7
5: WGBH, Boston Public Radio. Support WGBH right now, and you'll be entered to win a trip for two to High Clear Castle, known on Masterpiece as Downton Abbey. Prize includes round-trip airfare from Lufthansa, a four-night stay at Vineyard at Stockcross in Newbury, England, and a private tour with brunch at High Clear Castle, hosted by the Lady of the House, Fiona, Countess of Carnarvon. For your chance to win, visit WGBH.org.
2: Local issues, local talk.
5: A a two-and-a-half-year-old company in Boston is advancing in its quest to make commercial vans and trucks greener and more fuel efficient. 89.7 WGBH, Boston Public Radio.
0: You're listening to the Emily Rooney Show. House guest or host, what are your summer vacation dilemmas? We're taking your calls today at 877-301-8970. I'm joined here in the studio by Robin Abrams. She's here to help us navigate through this morass. She's misconduct and a columnist at Boston Globe and social etiquette blogger on boston.com and a regular contributor here. Okay, we are taking your calls, and we've got, let's see, John from Barrie, Massachusetts. Welcome, John.
5: Hi. My question is, um, we have a summer home at the Ocean in Maine, and the taxes have gone up so much in the last few years that we decided to rent our house when we can't be there to friends. And it's been great, but my question is, uh, we rent it to them for about half of the going rate in our neighborhood of rental homes, and I'm curious as to what you think about that.
0: Why do you do that?
5: Uh, why do we do the rental
0: why do you do it so low why do you
5: well because we They're figured friends. a we felt badly about even taking money from our friends but so we figured they get a break at half the rate and we get a break and we just put the money that we rent the house to towards our tax yeah hmm. so we just we're just doing it for a little tax offset and i'm just wondering if what you thought about yeah, taking money from friends when you're doing that.
6: That's a good one. Oh, I think that's absolutely fine. I mean, you can't, you know, you are giving them a break, and this is, you're, I mean, you're doing nice things for friends. You know, you don't invite somebody for Thanksgiving dinner and then charge them 50 bucks, you know, <laughs> right. per plate. But when you when you have a business, when you have a commercial enterprise, and a friend wants to be a part of that, I mean, it's, it's like having a tag sale, you know, it's like, yeah, if, if, if you know I'm having a tag sale and my friend comes, they buy my toaster for two bucks. This is not... You know this is okay. I think it's completely legitimate. Oh yeah, totally. What you're doing, absolutely. Yeah.
0: A lot of people I mean, understand your dilemma. too, but these coastal oh, yeah. communities, the taxes have gone through the roof. And oh yeah. People, you know, you can use it for like eight and weeks a year, and, and it's an know.
6: absolute and it's an absolute boon. I mean, everybody's thrilled to know that person where yeah. they can get the vacation rental yeah. for half price. What's it
0: going rate, John? We might want to check. Yeah, in seriously. There. <laughs> What's your number, John? <laughs> All right, thanks. All right, we're going to hear from Dan in Cambridge. He's got an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Dan, go ahead.
8: Yeah, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, so we rent out uh Wait, you got to give us
0: the punchline first. You're getting. What's happening today?
8: <laughs> I'm getting married in about five hours. He's getting hey, married in five oh hours. He's on the
0: phone with us. Okay.
8: Thank you. Thank you. I, I've never called a radio show before, ever in my life. I love life. it. That's oh. just a show ready show. So. But, uh, but yeah, thank you very much. And uh, so anyway, we, uh, we rent a room on Airbnb. Um, so people come in for a few nights or maybe a week uh, here in uh, mid Cambridge and uh, we had a guest a couple of weeks ago, and we've had some amazing experiences, met some really, really fantastic people. Um, and the room is not separated, uh, one room in kind of a two-bedroom apartment. And uh, I, we had experienced a couple of weeks ago. I uh, So I picked up the mail from downstairs, brought it into the house, put it on the counter as I normally do, uh, and then left the house again for a couple of hours to do something else. I came back a couple of hours later. I couldn't find the mail anywhere, and I, I really looked all over. I looked like, 45 minutes or so, eventually I glanced into the guy's room who was sitting with us, um, because he had left the door ajar. I didn't actually enter the room. Um, But I looked into the room, and our mail was sitting on his bed, unopened. So he didn't open the mail. It wasn't mail fraud. Uh, But he had taken it into his room. So I went into his room, which I otherwise would normally never do, um, and took the mail back out. But then the question was, do I say something to the guy?
0: Yeah. If so
8: what do I say? It's not a criminal thing, exactly, but it's certainly rather
0: Was, was he was rent? Curious. He was renting the space from you, though? Yes,
8: yeah, he was renting the space, but uh, for
0: like six days. It could have been I just think- one of those mindless things where you just assume Muscle the mail. memory, and yeah. you just sort of grab mail when
6: you come in. But yeah, that seems weird. I'd say something like, yeah. hey, I was looking for my mail, and I saw it was on, you know, your door was
0: open, I saw it was on your bed. Did um, he ever get like mail that- at the place himself? Did he ever get... No,
6: he only rented
8: it for five days. Oh. And- <laughs> And to to be honest, the the, the guy was a uh, he was a little odd in other ways. But yeah. the muscle memory seemed like it's, it's certainly possible. But that doesn't seem that doesn't jive with the rest. of the
0: no, He's yeah. probably looking for it's some kind of you know dividend yeah. check or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I would cross him off my rental list. Absolutely. All right, hey Dan, good luck to you. Where are <laughs> yes. you getting married? Thank you so much. You're getting ready uh,
6: in a in a park here in mid. Okay. In, in a park
0: in mid. Now, right? do, do, we'll, you we'll your, do you and
6: your do you and your fiancé have the house to yourself now. I mean, are, are you going on a honeymoon? I mean, you're not going to like come back and spend your wedding night with like some guy renting
0: stealing the, your mail.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
8: No, no, we're okay. Okay, good. okay good. All right, good luck, Dan. All
0: right, we're taking your calls today about all things summer vacation related is house guests and hosts and what are your some of your you know nightmares my dilemmas favorite or, my favorite
6: piece of advice ever for dealing with nosy house guests is Amy Sedaris says uh, when you have a party fill your medicine cabinet with marbles <laughs>
0: that's a good one all right we'll take your calls Robin Abrams is here 877-301-8970 and we've got uh, G- Gigi from Providence on line 3
7: hi robin hi emily
0: hi gigi hi well-
7: well, I, I normally hate staying with people because I have had bad experiences. My husband's had very good experiences, but I called to tell you sort of a – it doesn't have anything to do with vacation, but it was a nightmare. I was going to Vienna. And I was going to do an audition there, and I'm an opera singer, and my husband's, you know, rented rooms in people's homes all over the place and had really good experiences with it, and he's stayed with friends and had good experiences, and I have too, actually, but this was particularly bad. I went over, and he said, you know, there's a woman in the church, and you think, oh, church, everybody's supposed to be a good person in church, right? And her aunt lives in Vienna, and I bet she would be happy to have her, so we contacted her, she said, of course you can stay. I went over to make my audition. Uh, They happened to be very impressed with what they heard, and they wanted to hear me again in a stage audition, which was a more formal audition where you might get offers and whatnot. The only problem was it was going to be the following week, and I was really running out of money. I'd been in Europe a while, and I said to this woman, I don't have much money, but if you'll let me stay here, I can stay and do this audition. And every... uh, viennese person knows how important the viennese state opera sure, is yes. so yeah, so Even i said do. okay yeah i thought i was all set right and so i would ha- you know i would try and be helpful i kept my own schedule because as a singer i needed to sleep during the day and make sure i was rested i was still not you know acclimated to european all time. right what happened you got to um, get to it Oh, God, i got to get to it. Well, uh, she somehow had something weird going on with me and didn't like the way I was, you know, sleeping during the day. And she told her son, and her son came and cursed me out in Viennese, which unfortunately I understood, and threw me out on the sidewalk with all of my suitcases.
6: Well, that's very operatic.
7: I know.
0: Listen, (laughs) Gigi, did you get the job?
7: Well, her husband was, you know, I did not because I was so upset about being thrown out. I called my husband. And he says, well, I I found a pension for you. I went. I cried. It was actually I got thrown out the day before the audition. Oh my I literally God. cried for 24 hours before the audition. And I went and I was an absolute mess.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. So I'll
7: never forget this story.
6: I, I I hate staying with people for this All right, reason. Gigi.
0: Thanks. <laughs> I don't know what more to say about that.
6: Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly, gosh, a week? Oh,
0: man. I hate I, to say it, but it has got to be another side to that story. Yeah. One more, really a one more quick story here. Nicole from uh, Boston. Go ahead. yeah, ahead. and these apartments are small. Go ahead, Nicole.
4: <laughs> um, I, My husband and I are splitting a house um, on the cape with another couple, so like four or five days over the summer, and we've agreed that we'd split cooking duties, after which um, I sort of found out that the – Female half of their couple is vegan, gluten free, and uh, yeah, yeah. organic. Yep. Um, so, how much of the meals that I'm cooking should I make to satisfy those requirements? Should the whole meal satisfy it, or
0: Good like, one, no? You don't
6: need. No, you don't need to go without a lot of staples in your own diet for for quite that long. But talk to her and find out. You know how you just need to communicate about what the menus need to be. I mean, there's certainly no reason you can't have potato side, chips. Side dishes, as well as, but anybody who's got that many dietary requirements, they should be open to communicate and and do we have time to hear from on John this. on
0: line one or no? Yeah, quick, yeah, go ahead, John. I want to hear this story about the hypochondriac wife
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes, my uh, first wife and I visited uh Arizona, and I decided to stay uh visit a friend who was out there with his uh hypochondriac wife. he's kind of dull. <laughs> So I limited it to a day and a half, a very short stay, which I could, you we could be good stomach. Um, you know, and his wife was very, very. Uh, she didn't appear sickly, but she ate toast, nothing but toast, every <laughs> two hours. And we finally went out for a decent meal to a restaurant, and I'm cutting into my steak, and uh, she starts telling me about her irritable bowels. Oh, oh so, yeah, uh, yeah. So near she,
0: yeah, yeah, been there, that.
5: Yeah, and she's sitting on a donut. It's like a. Yeah, always, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something else going on down there too that I didn't really want to know about uh, during the main course. But uh, okay. we lived it a day and a half and got out of there. And uh, all right, John, you survived.
0: That's Thanks. a good one. <laughs> I, I've I've been on. I was on one of those too where the person did nothing to talk about uh, their. Oh. their... Yes. Issues and, no. Never at dinner. Run away. Never at dinner. All right. Robin Abrams, thanks for being with us Thank today. You. We'll be back tomorrow at noon with a conversation about regret and why it might actually be a good thing. And stay with us now for the Kelly Crossley Show coming up next. She looks beyond the big signals to unearth a few of the smaller gems on the radio dial here in Boston, other than us, of course. And tonight on my television show, Greater Boston, we are at the Catherine Gregg uh, Uh, sentencing right now. They've just heard from all the uh, victims and sentencing should come down today, but it may not, but we're there anyway. That's tonight at seven on channel two. The Emily Rooney show is a production of WGBH radio on the web at WGBH.org, Boston public radio. I'm Emily Rooney. Have a great afternoon.